0: Welcome to The Lucrative Society. I'm your host, Mindy Kinnis.
1: And I'm Sean Stevenson. Enjoy the show. We are so excited to have our good buddy, Ryan Lee, on the program today. Ryan, I want to jump right into it. You're kind of the anti-hustle guy, which I love (laughs) about you, uh, because we are living in an entrepreneurial age where hustle and having artwork on the wall that says no days off and Uh grind and... all these conversations that I and Mindy really disagree with and so refreshing that a human such as yourself agrees with us. But can you talk to us about like if somebody's not super hustle focused, what are they? How can you grow a business if you're not in hustle grind mode?
2: Yeah. I mean, look, I've always been obsessed with the opposite. Um, Not that I want to sit around and be lazy. Um, I build my, I've, I've been really purposeful in building all my businesses and companies around my lifestyle, around my family, my wife and my four kids. So everything I do is run through the filter of, you know, is this going to allow me to spend more time with them or less time with them? And, um, even now we're doing this interview right before we started, I said, okay, I just have to be done, you know, in 45 minutes because I have to pick up my other two kids. Um, so I'm really purposeful in that, but what it does is it makes you really efficient with your time. Um, there's the old quote, I'm kind of paraphrasing is if you want something done, ask the busiest person, you know, I, I have no, I don't have any room to kind of do all this stuff. So I, I if I want to be with my kids and if I want to be done by three 30 every day and drive them and, and coach and I coach all the different sports, I have to get stuff done. Uh, and nor do I want to work at, at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. That sounds exhausting. Like, and, and look, everyone's got their own thing, right? But so on your, in your free time, if you like to hike or bike or watch movies, like I love at night when my kids are sleeping, sit my wife or whatever, just watching Netflix. And I shouldn't have to feel guilty that I, lo- that I was so excited that the new episode of Stranger Things was up. Um, and people make you feel guilty. So I've never been about the hustle, the grind. I- I've always been about building it around my family. Um, and I'm trying to show that you, ca- you can have it all. Uh, you can have a really great business and have a great life, and even I'll, I'll give an example. Even before I was an entrepreneur, there was six months of my life, which were the worst six months of my life, where I had a quote-unquote corporate job. I took a train into the city, and I remember she said, "You're you're you're going to be nine to six. Those are my hours, nine to six. And I had just gotten married. We didn't have any kids yet, and I said, "Okay, that's cool, but if it ends at six, I'm not going to get home till seven. I'm not going to be able to have dinner with my wife." I said. I'll get up at four in the morning, I don't care, but can I do it seven to four? Wait, what was it? Whatever that, yeah. So I, I said, I'll take the six o'clock train, I'll be in by seven, I'm home out by four, and then I'll be home by five. And they said, yes. And I was the first one every single morning in the office, got my work done, out of there by four o'clock. Um, so I made the my prior, even though it quote unquote didn't look as good because you know, everyone's like, oh, I'm staying until 10 o'clock at night. Here I am. Zoom. I am out that door. Um, and I, I was purposeful. I wanted to spend more time with my wife, um, just as you guys want to spend more time together. So uh, even, from, even from early on in my career, that was always my priority.
0: I love that. And, and Ryan, clearly, you and I don't know each other as well as you and Sean know each other because I don't want to spend that much time with him. Yeah. <laughs> it was really sweet.
1: And then, you know, the truth had
0: to come (laughs)
2: up. You're the opposite. You're like, oh, damn, I got to start hustling and get the hell out of the house.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, it was, you know, what's so fun about our connection with you, obviously, you and Sean know each other pretty well. You guys go way back. And Mm I had always heard of you in these conversations and stories from Brian Kurtz and some of our other friends. And then when you and I finally met, I was like, yeah, like I finally get to put the the face to the name and like experience this guy. So since then, I've really been watching what you are up to now in business and online. And I want to talk a little bit about rewind and Mm -hmm. get into that because to me, I'd love to, for you to talk a little bit about it so our listeners know what, what your intention is with that. But also my question is, I love that you've merged something that you seemingly love and adore mm-hmm. with business. And that to me is, is the ultimate win because you, you're like playing every day.
2: Yeah. So
0: can you talk a little bit about that, how it came about or what your initial intention was?
2: Sure, I mean, I started online. Well, my first job, I worked in a children's rehab hospital with kids of all different, um, I mean, everything you can imagine. I remember when I first met Sean, I said, I had one of my favorite, one of my favorite clients was dealing with the same issue Sean's dealt with. Like, just immediately, I was just drawn to Sean. And that was my norm every day. All the kids I worked with uh, were in wheelchairs, and we had like kids with CP and spina bifida, and just such amazing, amazing kids. So my life was was recreation and sports and fitness and nonprofit world. and when I started getting into the online thing, I started doing fitness online and I ha- I was fit and I was captain of my college track team. But over time I started to morph into this kind of teaching entrepreneurship because that's what everyone wanted to know. They didn't really care about the fitness stuff. And somewhere along the way I started getting off track and then my wife and I had the first kid and the second and the third and the fourth. And you know, I'm eating a little chicken finger here off the plate you know, I'm gaining weight weight with my wife <laughs> And before I know it, like I start gaining weight, and one of my businesses started failing and my health started failing, and everything really started to fall apart, right around the time, a little bit right around the time I met Sean, actually, because my mom passed away, not
1: when things fall apart.:
0: Yeah, he meet not, him, it all
2: goes. To hell. It all, mm-hmm. I meet Sean, and the next day everything falls apart. But I, 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 I'll never forget, this. this is why I have such affection for Sean, is that it was, it was about nine years ago, and then my mom passed away really quickly from cancer within like two months. Um, she was only 63. And I remember Sean was one of the first piece, per, people who reached out to me. My sister was having a really tough time and he talked to her, like he was so good. And my health was, I, I started gaining weight. I was diagnosed with autoimmune disorder, I think from all this stress and the bad eating. And a couple of years ago, I'm like, that's it, like I'm done. You reached kind of that breaking point. And I said, I need to simplify and turn around my health. And I was, I had, I'd been out of the health field for so long. I said, now that I've sold all my companies, all my stuff, I'm, I have a, a chance to kind of have a rebirth. What am I going to do now that I love in the health field that I'm excited about? And I'm like, let me, ha- let me make a bar. Cause that's what I want to have. I want to find a good nutrition bar that, that doesn't have any inflammatory ingredients that's vegan and gluten-free and all this great stuff I can have every day. And I can have every morning. Um, and then I'm like, well, how do I make it fun? As you said, play. That's my, people don't know My major in, in college was, I was a recreation major. I was a rec, I was a therapeutic recreation specialist. I was a play therapist. Um, so my whole life is about play. And I start thinking back to when did I feel good and when did I feel great? And my, I said, I was blessed with a really great childhood. And I just came up with this name, rewind, like rewinding the years. And rewind has that meaning of rewinding a VHS tape and rewinding cassette tapes. I know Sean's like 70, so he remembers that stuff, um, but all of, those, all of those fun kind of imagery, and I said, you know what? All the health food industry, and there's nothing wrong with them. Look, every health food company, but they all say the same thing. Best ingredients for organic, you know, or from Mother Nature, and everything is green with leaves and blueberries and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, screw that what am I going to do to have fun and just be different and have some personality? And we just kind of leaned into the retro stuff a little bit, you know, the music, some of the 80s stuff. Um, I
0: would say you're then, into it a lot. So. Yeah. I don't yeah. think
1: it was a little
2: bit. Well, you know what? You know what? It's funny on, on my own Facebook page and all that. I, I talk more about it, but in our actual, like on the page, on our site, it's there. And our, our good, our someone, we're, we're both close with Michael Fishman. I was talking with him and he said it perfectly. he said, that stuff, the retro, the music, all that, that's like the wallpaper. Like, that's not the, the main thing, but that's kind of there in the backdrop. In the backdrop. Um, so we play into that. Even our music, like our, our emails are music lyrics. So uh, the email the other day was, um, was every breath I take. Another one was, come on, Eileen. One was, wake me up before you go. So just kind of having fun. And we're saying, you know, we're not going to take it too seriously. Look, if you do keto and it works for you, great. If you do paleo and it works for you, great. We're not going to judge. And if you want a good bar, here you go. And if not, that's cool too. We're just going to do our own thing. And for the most part, people really like it. Um, it's Although it's funny, we got our first, man, we got someone last week, and you know it's not going to be good when the first thing is, as a highly educated woman, I'm offended by your email. It's not, it's, you take health too lightly. <laughs> like she went on and on. And uh, yeah, so but that was the first one though. Out of tens and tens of thousands of people, that's okay. You know, you, you can't please everybody, which is another lesson. But I I just found a way to kind of merge this this fun, like it's all going to be good. Don't take it too seriously with a really good product. Um, and this retro 80 stuff and lots of Sean Stevenson references. And yeah, I, and I, I truly believe in that. Like I wake up in the morning and I say, I get to play today instead of I have to work. Even, even our space, arcade machines and music videos and cool movie posters. And I think if all of us approached business and life with more play, we'd be so much happier. We lose that along the way. I don't know. We get older. We're like, oh, we, we have to be so serious and you know, speak like we're professors. Man, just have some fun. You know cool. what?
0: Right. This is exactly why I wanted you on this show, because the whole point of everything that we're doing here is looking at that intersection of wealth and happiness. Yeah. And I'm sure you do, too. You know, so many people that have done really well. They're uber successful, but they're miserable. And then we know people who are happy and broke. We're like, how do we look at the merging of those two? And Rewind is such a great example of that because you have combined both of those things into the business.
2: Yeah, no, thank you. And, you know, I think everyone can, I think we can all combine fun and play into everything we do. Really, there's no topic. I mean, if you think about it, my my company was built because my mom passed away, I gained 40 pounds, and I had an autoimmune disorder. I mean, talk about a bummer. It's like, what the hell does that have to do with a Duran Duran record, right? <laughs> if I can figure that out, You can too. And even, you know, it's funny, you you start to go down a path and then you look back and you're like, did I do that before? And even when I think about my last company, Freedom, which I had sold, it was all about entrepreneurship and teaching business. But I combined it a lot with, hey, I'm at a coffee shop and Starbucks and all this kind of lighter, fun coffee shop imagery. um, And you're like, well, how does that fit? Okay, it starts to fit together. So I think we could all find ways to do that. And it doesn't have to be one or the other, but I don't know. You know, the, it's funny. I I learned this. Well, first I was very fortunate, as I said earlier, from working for spending so many years working in the children's hospital, because I got to see like real strength. And you want to talk about going through hardships? I mean, Sean, I I haven't talked to you about it, but I can imagine. I can't imagine how many surgeries you probably had, right? Like well, surgeries weren't.
1: I opted out of them.
2: Oh, uh, you opted out of them. Okay. They,
1: so, they wanted me to have multiple surgeries, and yeah. I had uh, two. And I said, this is not the life I want.
2: Yeah. And some of them, some kids didn't make that decision, whatever, whether their parents did or not. But I mean, I I had one kid who, I mean, they would have certain, like every two months, they had another surgery and then they'd be in the leg cast, and they'd be in PT for two, three hours a day. But I saw such strength in these kids. um, And I saw how, how tough it could be. And it just gives you a perspective on life. Like I was, I was that, you know, seeing that at 20 years old, 21, and then I'd come home and someone would be like, "Oh man, I'm so pissed off. I miss Seinfeld." I'm like, "Not a big deal. Like you're okay. <laughs> it's in the in the scope of life." So having that having that perspective has really helped. It's like everything's gonna be cool, and let's just let's just lean into life a little bit and have some fun. And um, I remember when my grandmother passed away, and I think it was 94. We went to the cemetery and I'll never forget the, the rabbi said these words. He said, you know, if you look around at every single headstone, it all says, beloved mother, husband, father, daughter, son, not one of them will you find how much was in their bank account, you know, or how successful their business was. He's like, cause at the end of the day and look around, look who's here. It's family. And then that, he's like, that's the most important thing in life. And that I'll never forget those words. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like, that's it. So I've never let that go. Even when I started to kind of drift, I, that's always brought me back to center. And uh, yeah, now I'm on a mission to just show people you can you can do it all. You can have a business that's fun and you're passionate about and, uh, and put out good things in the world. I mean, I love watching what you guys do with your marketing and, and where Sean could combine professional speaking and joking around and having fun. Um, it's so much easier to market and to build your business when it's something you're excited about too. It's, it, it's infinitely easier than coming up with all this, all these words to make you sound smarter than you are. Cause we know how smart Sean is. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so let's talk mistakes. Let's talk about how
2: much time you got.
1: Yeah, exactly. What are some of the mistakes you see entrepreneurs making these days?
2: Um, well there's you know if we want to get kind of really you know either strategic or tactical I think strategy wise so let's say even with the the business model itself I don't want to say it's a mistake because it can work but I think in terms of if if we're keeping with that theme of of a business that really makes you happy and gives fulfillment I think if you build a business if you go to Amazon and say let me see the top 10 best sellers okay, this is the best seller. Let me rip it off. Let me find, let me go to Alibaba and find a company in China that can make it for $2 and I'll sell it for six and make $3. It's not really going to give you like fulfillment, right? It's so there are some people who are so analytical and that's their whole thing. And it's just about numbers and making money. Again, I'm not judging, but I think that's a mistake if you really, really want to be happy, right? Um, if you want to have a business, like I was so excited about building a business and a space that my kids would come to and be proud of. I, I got to show you my, my car. Do I have them? Oh, you can't. No one's watching video. Anymore, but my, my kids during the father's day, they, all their cards had the words rewind on it because they're so proud of what I'm doing and they they feel like they're a part of it. So, but if I, I don't think they're, they're going to have the same thing if I'm, uh, you know, Hey, my dad made $3 on a toaster last week. You know, I don't think they're writing that my thank you card. Hey, dad, congratulations on that 30 cents on a fly swatter. Way to go. So I think that's one thing, just the balance of if you're going through Google keywords and seeing what search most or what the bestseller is, that's not really going to lead that path of like, oh, my God, that's the greatest thing in the world. Um, in terms of really tactical, I... I we had a couple of companies in the past that have grown really well, but we relied too much on other people to drive traffic we We had affiliates, and I don't know how how much into that people in your world are, like affiliates and jVs and launches and relying on other people to promote it's like a drug. It could be really good because you just pay on commission, but it's really bad because you rely on other people and even social media social media is cool, and it's great, and oh, look at this Instagram post and I 'm taking a selfie. Look at my cool cars, but it's not it's not really predictable. It's not predictably scalable because you don't know and you don't know that post. Okay. We got 3000 likes, but how many sales did you actually make? Go to the bank and say, you know what? I'd like to take a $300,000 mortgage out. Well, how much money? Well, you know, I got 3000 likes in this last post. Uh, it's not going to, it's not going to cut it. Um, so if you can build, if you can find step one that business that you're really excited about, that you're passionate about, and that's like the heart stuff and you combine it with the smarts, we said, how can I build this? How do the numbers work? Do they back out where I can actually acquire a customer? Because if you can't acquire a customer, you really don't have a business. So we've spent a year with Rewind. We have not had one affiliate. We didn't do it. We didn't launch an affiliate program. We, we dedicate maybe five minutes a day to, to um, social media, like if that. Um, everything is paid traffic and customer acquisition. And if we can get profitable there or even break even, we know we're in really good shape because then we can scale it. So. That's like the hard stuff and the smarts, and that's where you got to combine it because I think some people too much in the, the woo-woo crystals, let me manifest it and shit's all going to happen for me. No, it's not. <laughs> that's cool. You want the positive mindset, but you still have to take action. However, and again, on the other hand, if it's only about the numbers and all that, I think you miss the happiness. So you, you, you got to find that nice combination, which it sounds like that's what you, you're both teaching, which is amazing. I'm just, re- I feel like you scripted this for me. Like, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just helping you guys with retention now. And i was like, yeah, Sean and Mindy really know their stuff. <laughs>
0: it's so true. It's like we all <laughs>
2: have
0: questions or something. So you're totally speaking our language. Totally love it. I, I love, too, that you added in that word fulfillment because that is – to me, the the linchpin of like, what's the point of all of this stuff? You know, we can get this great number in our bank account, or we can get a great number of likes on social media, but if we're not having fulfillment or feeling fulfillment, then then what's the point? So I wanted to ask you, Ryan, because I love asking this question, because I love all the different variations of answers that we get. How do you define wealth? Like, what does that mean to you?
2: Um... That's a great question. Well, financial wealth, it'd be no pressure, you know, just having no pressure. You're not stressed about the bills. You're not stressed about, well, can we go on that vacation or not? Or can I take a day off? That to me is like the ultimate wealth success slash freedom, you know, financially speaking. It's not having 5 million in the bank or 10 million in the bank. It's just like I can breathe because we've all been there, every one of us, where you're like, man, I'm like one paycheck away from how am I going to pay my rent or my mortgage or my car? Um, we've, we've all been there. So, and the tightness in your chest, we're like, what what am I going to do? And never having to worry about that again, uh, financially is amazing. You know, the, the happiness stuff and everyone has their own thing from, you know, some people have kids, some people don't, and that's cool. But for me, it's, it's with my kids. So even yesterday, it was Sunday. It was beautiful outside. I woke up early. I said, "You know what, kids? We're going to an amusement park." And we had the greatest day—just me and the kids, just the amusement park, roller coasters, all that fun stuff. That was it. The ability to do that, no pressure, no stress, and just go for a day and have the time to be able to do that was uh, was amazing for me. It's about free. It really is about freedom. It's freedom.
1: So from that. Uh we want to know when it comes to the intellectual freedom, I know you love to learn new things. I'm curious. We have this concept over here that we love to ask. And that is, what are you curious about? If you could give us like your top five or 10 things that you are super curious about.
2: That's a great question. Uh, curious, man, I'm curious about everything. Well, first I love, I'm always curious about, um, I love music. So I'm um, even when I hear a song, oh man, ha- like who are the musicians playing in that? Who is the producer? Um, who wrote the song and hearing it and almost being able to hear a song and be like, I bet you like I I'll hear a guitar and I'll be like, oh, that was Steve Lukather from Toto, you know, or, oh man, that, pr- that I bet you that was produced by this person or that songwriter. And it almost sounds the same. So I love that. And even with movies too, And i teach my kids that we'll look at that and be like, Oh, I think that was directed by whoever or who the, who composed it. Like, um, what's his name? The guy who does Edward, who does Tim Burton's music, I forget his name, but he's, his music all kind of sounds the same. So you could hear it right away. So I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I love reading. I love reading, um, fiction action, like political thrillers type stuff. I love favorite that.
0: Favorite authors, political thriller wise.
2: I, I'm really into David Baldacci now. Okay. He's got some really cool political thrillers, especially Secret Service agents. I, I find that stuff, I'm so fascinated with that. And
0: you and Sean so,
2: both. Oh, you <laughs> like that too?
0: Oh, well,
1: the reason why I worked in the White House had nothing to do with the president. I just wanted to be around the Secret Service. Yeah, it's Secret Service history book.
2: Oh. I love that. And I love this. There are shows on history channel about like the secret service and the white house. And yeah. oh, I, I binge on that. Um, yeah. oh, then you'll like Baldacci. He, he has a series called King and Maxwell and it's about two secret service agents. Oh, you got to read that series. It's great. It's you, have fantastic. you read the
1: book Standing Next to Greatness? No. Yeah. So it's written by a secret service agent that followed like three or four presidents. And oh. yeah, so you would like that.
2: I, I yeah, it, it I, I, I'm really curious. I'm fascinated. And one of my good friends was a Secret Service agent. So I, I just – he must be like, are, are you, like, from the CIA? Like, he must – because I'm always just grilling him about that stuff. I, It's amazing that they could stand there for hours and, like, you can't move in the focus. My God. Um, So that kind of – stuff. you know – This is my
0: favorite thing about this kind of question because yeah. often does somebody get asked, you know, what are you curious about? But then the Never. things that come out of people's mouths – like, you didn't know that Sean was also a crazy Secret Service yeah. Like, why would you have talked about that in the past but it's like oh I'm curious about this oh my gosh so am I Like, it's yeah. so fun to see that so what else you got what else are you curious
2: about um, that's a, I don't I mean I I'm a pretty simple guy um, I'm, I'm curious I do love business models I, I love studying different businesses especially a business that seems to come out of nowhere and, and breaks all the rules. Like even when Dollar Shave Club came and be like, all right, we're now a subscription model for a dollar a month and they just take the legs out of the, out of the big companies. So I love that and what's going through their mind and how they think about it. Um, but I've, and I love, I love science fiction movies and stuff, but I admit, sometimes I feel like uh, I'm, I'm not really, like I'm not studying NASA and there's other things. Everyone's like, oh, the, the financial banking industry. I'm like, eh, I don't really care. Like, I'd rather watch a good TV show. <laughs> um, you know what it is? It's crazy. I, I, get so, I have so much stuff going on, especially with my family and my business and running the businesses and all that stuff. I feel like there's only so much brain space. And sometimes by the end of the day, I'm so mentally and physically drained. I'm like, I, mean, I don't want to think too hard. Like, let me just kind of relax. And I don't want to read like Carl Sagan. Um <laughs> let some other people do that. Hey, give me the cliff notes to it. Uh yeah,
0: you know, what, I think that like to me, I always say this to my clients, anyone who has children. I'm like, honestly, I don't know how you get anything done because it's so difficult for us to get something done and we don't even have kids. And you've got four. I mean, geez, by the time mm-hmm. the day is over, like <laughs> I too would be completely exhausted and done.
2: Yeah, it is. Um it's it's a good tired, but especially just you know mentally when you guys are working and you're like in that deep work mode and it's great it feels it feels effortless like you're not working but i and i've done physical labor jobs and been outside and doing stuff and it's a different type of tired there's that physical like oh my god i just want to rest um and then there is the mental i can't even think anymore give me something like let me plop in front of the tube for an hour and just like or read a good book for like an hour that's, that's kind of light and also if it's something that's really heavy mental work even what I watch has to be light everyone's like oh you gotta watch um, which I love Breaking Bad I'm like that's great and I love that but it's almost too heavy right now give me something light like I love the show Psych it's like this fun light there's a murder mystery but it's fun and there's like 80s references that alright that's like uh, that's like candy for me <laughs>
1: So, we have a four-part question for you here, and I'll walk you through each of them. Uh-oh. It's an, it's an acronym, HERB, H-E-R-B. Okay. So H stands for habits. What are some of the habits that make you into the man that you are?
2: Um, I mean, I think with my habit, this, this morning routine where I got away from and now I'm back to every morning having the same every morning, having the bar, having my supplements, having a glass of water, um, going to the same coffee shop, focusing on doing my big stuff first work wise. Like that's gotta be the thing. And I spend a good two hours at the coffee shop, hundred percent focused. So I get 95% of my work done. So I know by the end of the day, by three I'll be done and be able to be with my kids. So that to me has really transformed my life by re- just, getting that down to the point where I'm like a Pavlovian dog. Like I go into that coffee shop and I smell it. They even know they've seen me pull into the parking lot and the guy starts getting the drink ready. Uh, It was funny. I actually walked in the other day. I was was sitting in the car for an extra two or three minutes and I I come and I usually sit in the same seat and the guy has the drink ready and person's like, the heck did that happen? I didn't even see your order. Like they already had everything set for me. So that's, that was my habit of just, and I, I have the, little thing I came up with called "win the morning um, and that's a really important one and getting my my daily exercise in 20 minutes a day just you know body mind like it's, it's really important
1: yeah from habits the E and earn is environment how do you keep your home your office your vehicle what do you allow in what do you not allow into your space
2: I we, in our house we're really strict with screen usage even with my kids, you, you, you don't have a phone. And the only one who has a phone is my oldest. Who's, she's uh, going to be a junior in high school. She only got her phone when she started high school. My 13-year-old, my 13-year-old wants a phone. She doesn't have one. Um, and we have a safe in our house. All the electronics go in the safe. There's no law that says you have to have a phone. And we could take it away. So even with me, when I'm home, that's one thing I don't bring. Like the phone goes downstairs in the kitchen it's it's not here I'm not going to be distracted I'm going to be just focused on my family so that's one thing I try to have like separation of church and state I don't want it's and it's really easy as entrepreneurs uh, or speakers people who work for themselves to have everything kind of start to blend together and then all of a sudden you're on the phone all the time and um, I do not want that so I keep that with my environment my home is my home when I'm out I'm out like I tell my wife when I'm out like I, I get out of the house quick in the morning. I'm like, you, you, you help with the kids, get them showered. I'll be here in the afternoon, but I need my really strong time in that environment, in my work environment. That's work time. When I'm home, I'm home. So I really try to separate the two.
1: So from environment, R stands for resources. What are some really good books or courses that you have gone through, either personal development, business side, spiritual, doesn't matter, but what are some of the resources that have made you into the manual?
2: Bookwise, God, there's so many books. You know, it's funny with books, I I wherever I, I read different books based on where I am with my business. I feel like if I need if I'm like overwhelmed and I need like more motivational stuff, then and I do a lot of audiobooks. A lot of the business stuff is audiobooks and the reading and actual physical books are are the fiction. Secret Service thrillers, of That's course. Exactly um,
0: the same way, I do that precisely. Business, know, yeah. novels are real books.
2: Right, right. And and when I listen to the so the, the books, if it's going to be more like mental stuff, uh, where I'm I'm just overwhelmed, I'll go personal development. Like you know, you can't go wrong with an old Jim Rohn or Les Brown or something like that, or Brian Tracy. Um, if I feel like I'm starting something new and I really want to dive in, then I'll listen to. Um, specific podcasts that are tactical. If I want more business strategy going with books, you know, sometimes some Seth Godin stuff. There's a, there's a cool one I just read called uh shortcut startup shortcut, a shortcut startup. Then there's books on copy. It, it just depends where I am. Uh, a really good one overall was the one thing that was good to just kind of straighten you out. Like just do one thing and do it really well. And, and essentialism is the other one, which they, they're very, very similar. I mean, the whole book could be summarized in one sentence, just do one thing. But when I feel like I'm getting distracted, I'll re-listen to that book to set me straight. But I, I do think, and I and I love listening to podcasts and books, but I think sometimes people use it as a crutch and they don't take action because they say, well, I, you know, they'll, they'll, you'll see this. I'm sure you guys see this all the time. I'm sure this happens in your private groups and Facebook groups, you know, I want to I want to write my own sales letter for my site. What are the the seven best books on copy to read? You know and now all of a sudden they have a list of if everyone's doing, ten, I'll get it, I'll get it. And now, three years later, they're still reading the books, and it's just a way. it's like there comes a day where you take what read something, learn it, but implement it. And I don't even have like books in my house. if I If I get a book, I'll sometimes I'll get it from the library or if I buy one, I'll read it, and then I donate it back, I'll donate it to the library but I don't want to be distracted. I like to have like a minimalist environment, get the thing, take a note. What's the one or two big takeaways in the book, implement, and then move on to the next one.
1: Well, that makes it a lot easier if you have to move. That oh. looks like we have every single place. Well, we oh, did okay. it for a
2: while. Yeah. We, well, I, for years I was doing that and we moved from Connecticut to Florida back. And my wife has a PhD in psychology. So, I mean, I can't tell you how many times we moved all her books. Right. I said, <laughs> I said, Johnny, you're not even practicing anymore. You don't need the neuroscience of psychology. I'm like, you don't need this textbook from 25 years ago. You're not doing neuroscience, but
1: that's
2: not an argument. I'm going to win, so I just go with it.
0: Exactly. You might need to look
1: something up. So we covered your habits, your environment, your resources, and we're going to finish out the acronym with D stands for beliefs. What are some core beliefs that you have that I think would be so valuable to learn from you?
2: I mean, Spike Lee said it best: Do the right thing. Um, I just try to live my life. Just treat people really well. Do the right thing. Our whole customer support, everything in our business, is run with one parameter. It's you don't have to ask me anything as a business owner. You don't have to ask me. You have the you have the right to run it through this filter of what would I want? What outcome would I want? How would I want to be treated if I were that customer? Okay, they're not entitled to a refund. What would I want to fight with a customer? I'd want a refund. You give them the refund. It's so easy to run business like that. And just I think uh, I, I really try to instill in my kids like the two things I think you need to really be successful in life. I think there's resilience, because you gotta get back up. You're gonna get your ass kicked on a daily basis. You're gonna obstacles, you're gonna run to wall. I mean Sean, you're a living embodiment of that. Like, you just don't give up. And when you fall down, you get back up because what choice do you have? And that's why I love that all my kids are active in sports because I don't care if they win or lose. And I say, okay, you lost that match. How are are you going to improve and get back up? Like, let's go. Um, You didn't make the travel team? Okay, get back up. Life isn't always so fair and easy. So resilience, but as with the resilience and grit, but still be kind. Be a good human being. Be nice to everyone. Treat the busboy just as nice as you would treat the president of the United States. And I truly mean that and believe that. That's why I never got wrapped up in the selfie with this person and, oh, I'm on this island and look at me. I'm with, the, oh, and who's this influencer? And I'm going out to California to film a video. I could give a crap about any of that. I, I've never been impressed by any of that. It doesn't it, do, it doesn't matter to me, um, which is good because, and I think my oldest daughter has that. She's like, she doesn't care. She's like, who cares? <laughs> so, you know, you, you combine the grit with the kindness, you treat everyone well, and I think you, you, could, uh, you could have a pretty good life.
1: So I always say that I graduated first at GBU. Get back up.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Get back up. That It really is everything, especially as an entrepreneur, professional speaker, um, All the roadblocks you're going to face, getting rejected for a speaking gig or having a a speaking gig that doesn't go well, or all of a sudden you're, you're, maybe you're supposed to be a main stage speaker and you get put in a different room or maybe you're doing, maybe you're selling from the stage and it didn't go as well, whatever it is, there's always going to be setbacks, uh, get back up. That's, that's it. The ones, the ones that I've coached in business over the years that have been most successful are the ones who have that resilience. They're like, I'm not going to stop and I'm going to get back up and that's it getting back up, baby. What was it? What was uh, your book? Wait, something with butt. Wait, butt. Oh, get off your butt. Yeah. 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 Get off your butt. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's exactly right. So Ryan, this has been absolutely awesome. It's always a joy to chat with you. I wish we could do that more often. And we will look forward to seeing you hopefully in real life sometime. Yes soon. I'd love to know if our folks are interested in learning more about you, where would you send them?
2: Sure. Check out, uh, if you want the best tasting bar on the planet, vegan, gluten-free, no artificial anything, um, rewindbars.com. Just rewindbars.com. Check it out, try a box, uh, and I think you're going to like it.
0: Awesome. We'll also link to that in our show notes. I have a question for you on that. Which one is your favorite flavor?
2: Um, we have one, well, as of this recording, we just, almond butter and jelly is coming out, but we have one coming out in about eight weeks, which is my favorite cinnamon coffee cake
0: because yeah.
2: I grew up with, I mean, that's like my crack, like a, a good <laughs> coffee cake and cinnamon. Woo. And the bar is so good. So I'm, I'm like, all right, we need to produce this quickly. So that's the one I like. Um, although my 13 year old loves, and it's not out yet mint chocolate chip. If you like mint chocolate, they, everyone who likes mint chocolate who tried it flips out. I'm not a big mint guy. It, it, it was good though because we use real peppermint oil. So, but I like all the bars. I, I'm so lucky I get to eat my own product. Perfect. <laughs>
0: okay. That's the best way to do it. So again, thank you so much for your time, for your enthusiasm, for your just sharing with us your life. Thanks again, Ryan.
2: Thank you. Anytime you guys want me, just continue to pay my fee and I will be here for you because I love you guys. Um, and everyone watching, everyone listening, thank you. Sean and Mindy, there we go.
0: Thanks so much for listening. Make sure and subscribe to The Lucrative Society on iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. For more information on our programs, visit our website at lucra.com. That's L-U-C-R-A dot com.